So, hello and, and welcome to our Facebook Live. I'm Nick with Plum Dragon Herbs. Today we're joined with Plum Dragon's founder, Josh Walker, for a customer question and answer. So, Josh, thank you for being here. Thanks. Appreciate it. So, so Josh, before we begin, would you like to give a quick background about yourself and Plum Dragon? Yeah. So, so real briefly, so Plum Dragon became uh, a thing in the early 2000s. Uh, I had a, a bunch of friends who we were training, we were we were getting injured, um, and we needed some some kind of solution. And I'd spent a number of years in college working with a guy who with with a school that was real into the the TCM stuff. And so I just kind of started making these, these liniments and, and they, people liked them and they started buying them. And I just kind of, you know, threw up this website and kind of ra- started running this thing out of the, out of the, the closet. And, you know, before I knew it, I was like, you know, making more than I could handle. And I, you know, eventually I just quit my engineering career and, and went, went to go run this. So that, that's, that's how it all started. That's awesome. That's a, a true entrepreneur story. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so, so let's start by diving into the first question. So it's, which formula would you recommend for a 75-year-old woman with some osteoporosis and osteopenia? I'm otherwise healthy, eat well, exercise daily, and I practice Tai Chi five days a week, Yang-style short form. I have your Dit.Jow formula and use it on my knees. So which formula would you recommend there? So there's going to be a couple of, of kind of like mini questions that, that this individual can kind of answer for themselves. And the first is whether she feels like there's, there's like a excess heat or cold. And, mm-hmm. and so if she, and she can do that by kind of just playing with, with a couple formulas. And so if she puts on, for example, some whole family, which is ultra hot, mm-hmm. and it seems to exacerbate the issue then then there's there's too much heat and she needs to go with something cooler um and then in that case she's she's looking at a couple different things people really really like bruised juice for that type of thing even though it's not really meant it's really meant for like serious bruising but it's so cooling that it might be useful um but then because of the potential joint issues there the the ancestors really seems like the better option um it's mildly cooling but it's really really good for that type of thing um and so then on the flip side if if she puts on the bruise juice or the ancestors and and that cooling makes it feel tight then mm-hmm. it's tighter then she needs something hot like the whole family um awesome. that's how she can kind of go about that the other thing is as at 75 um certainly like the the constitution of the body starts to become mm-hmm. a concern and so some kind of tonic might be really useful and, you know, she could go and get like a, a diagnosis and then, uh, you know, Plum Dragon has like great mender or not great, sorry, gecko tonic. Right. Uh, and spring wine might be a, a little, it can be a little difficult for people if they're, if their digestion isn't really like good, mm-hmm. uh, but something like gecko tonic might be, a, a, or even, you know, four gentlemen's or something might be a really good thing to throw in with that. Awesome. No, thank you. That was that was definitely a great answer. So let's move on down to question two, which is what's the best alcohol to mix with the Dit Dodge Out herb tags? So this is this is kind of a cool question because when mm-hmm. I was when I was getting doing a lot of R and D for ancestors and a couple of these other formulas, 
Um, there's actually a relatively good body of knowledge out, out there about um, uh, solvents, right? Mm -hmm. so water, of course, is like the universal solvent, and it's like pretty good at dissolving all kinds of stuff. Um, and there was one study in particular that I, would, I don't even want to call it a study because it's it's not like this is new information, right? Like we've been doing right. this type of thing for a long time. Alcohol that's like more than 95% pure mm -hmm. is really, really good at, um, at extracting things that can't normally be extracted. The mm -hmm. problem is, is that you don't want jowl that's 95% alcohol. Like that's, right. that's too much. It's great for uh, dissolving things, but it's not great for like uh, application. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's where some of the kind of different cooking methods come in. Um, if you're, if you're using, like, if you want to really cook stuff, like you could cook it in something like, or, or, or I'm sorry, cook it, like let it age and like right. some kind of pure grain alcohol for a while, you know, half a gallon, and then add water to that to bring it down to like 40-ish percent, um, and then continue letting it age. And that's, that's a real common thing. And there's a reason, you know, a scientific reason why that's very useful. Um, in terms of final alcohol percentage, um, if you're doing like iron palm training, mm -hmm. I like prefer my liniments to be like somewhere between 30 and 40%. So like you'd even cut vodka a little bit lower than that for iron palm liniments. And I prefer that like my injury liniments are like, you know, 40 to 50%. So right. it, it also kind of, it just depends on what you're looking for, but that that's the, that's for sure a good range. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So the next question is, can you tell us more about how to know which formula would be best to use for my iron palm practice? And almost more broadly, how do I choose the right formula? All right. So we, we could like do, we could probably do like a whole hour on this. Oh, 100%. So, so one thing for certain is you want to like, and I don't mean to like go get all kind of like slightly philosophical on anybody, but like when you're like in high school and you like want to figure out what you're going to do with your life, right? Like mm -hmm. some people are like, well, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to like study, you know, science or, or history or whatever. And then they get out of college and they're like, okay, now what? Right. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're like forward thinking, you're like, I want to do this with my life. And then you go to college and you study that thing. Yeah. So, so it's the same kind of thing here. Like you, you want to figure out what you're, your your objective is with your training you want to figure out what type of medium you end up hitting for that objective right and so mm -hmm. that that's important is that a lot of people are hitting a bag they're hitting a closed bag that is you know has iron shot in it or lead shot or steel shot or whatever people are using right mm -hmm. um, and so if you're hitting a bag like that you want something that's a strong blood mover but but it also needs to be really good at um, addressing the joint, the health of the joints. Yeah. So like all the wind damp herbs and all the like anti-rheumatic herbs and all that stuff is like really important for hitting the bag because it tends to like reverberate back into your hand and cause a lot of, you know, vibration and, and, and stuff there. So in that case, you're looking at things like ancestors, White Dragon, if you're a little earlier on, mm -hmm. um, and then the the whole line of Kuyu Chung formulas, like the Kuyu Chung and the Ark Wong and the Femenong and all that stuff, have have a lot of that stuff in it. Um, and in, in the Femenong in particular is kind of cool because it's like got this huge quantity of Chung Ho in it, which is this yeah. great wind damp herb that's just awesome. 
on the flip side of the fence, there's this other crowd that's not as common, but um, are hitting open medium, right? And so not as much with sand, but like when people are hitting um, like uh, the iron ore, like the taconite and like people who will know what, who've heard of this, like they know what I'm talking about, right? Like Mm -hmm. taconite is like, they take this like iron ore, this iron and they like make these pellets out of it. Um, And so when, when they do that, they're hitting it directly. And so you get these like point, this like point hits on your, your hand, all these little like point contact hits mm-hmm. and so it doesn't hit the joints the same way like it's mu- it's much harder on the skin um it's much harder on the kind of the muscle fascia but it like doesn't get down to the the joints the same way and so for people who are who are hitting that you mm-hmm. actually want more of a, a bruise based liniment like you want like it doesn't mean you go out and use a bruised jow but like ho family and southern fist and and those kinds of liniments actually become more useful for that type of thing. Like you, honestly, like using a Kuyu Chung doing that, like you're probably okay, but it's really, it just doesn't, like I, I tried using it, the Golden Lotus with that, um, that type of thing, like the coconut break formula. And those are like, they're so low, in my opinion, on, on like the blood, the strong blood movers that they just, they just don't like... M- that was like the worst my hands ever felt. It's I think it's like the, the coconut break uh, type formulas, like those like Bach, Bach may like um, uh, type formulas um, on open medium. And I would just always walk away and my hands were like, just so they felt so stiff. Like those are, so you really want to match it like to the type of training that, that you're doing. So ho- hopefully that, that answers the question. And, and I guess as an extension of, of that question, can you tell us which formulas you really like to use for your own personal training? Yeah, I love the Kuyu Chang formulas. The um, the ancestors is 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 stronger than Kuyu Chang, and it's got this really mm-hmm. kind of unique feel to it. But like all the Kuyu Chang based formulas, I love. And in fact, I I meant to bring it in here. I have this like three gallon jug of the Fimanong, which is actually really similar to the Kuyu Chang and the Ark Wong and all these other ones. Um, I just, I love the aroma. I love the feel. If they're not as strong, I mean, they're really strong formulas. They're not, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't treat you the same way that, that the, that the, the ancestors does, but those formulas for me, like I, I just love them to death. Like I was, I was saying earlier that about the, um, uh, the golden lotus and the and the coconut break formula and the bak fu pai. I said bak mei earlier. Bak fu pai formulas. Um, I I'm not saying they're not good formulas. A lot of people like them, but like those types of formulas for me, they just don't. I just can't get anything out of them. So for me, like Kuyu Chung style formulas are are really really great. And actually, the the white dragon is is um, kind of like a well, the level two white dragon is kind of similar to the Kuyu Chung in that way. It's it's a different combination of herbs, but it, it works the same way. Oh, awesome. Very, very, very cool. And yeah. then, so, so another question that we have here is, for those interested in making their own formulas from the herb packs at home, can you suggest any interesting modifications that can be made or that you've tried that others may want to try? Yeah. Um, and so some of this, some some of this stuff kind of comes down to, like if you want to get real deep into this idea, then then 
the answer kind of becomes like you have to learn the herbs, right? And then there's the the materia medica. <laughs> but um, you know, there I used to like if if any of the people that like I there's like about I don't know thirty or forty people out there that have done like kind of formal herb training with me and and those people would, would be familiar with this term that like I've used, like called the, the um, block design. Mm-hmm. You can actually go and you can take a formula and you can break that formula down into kind of these like modules, right? And, and you look them up, you look the herbs up and you see what they do and you kind of take each herb and you break it into these, these categories, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and then, you know, you kind of weight each of those herbs in each of the categories by how much they have in there or how strong they are, or, you know, both. And, um, and then you kind of look at the formula and you say, well, uh, what is this formula doing and what do I want it to do? And so then the first thing there is like, if it's doing something totally different than you want it to do, then you grab it, you, you pick another formula, um, yeah, but then on the flip side, when you find a formula and you, you block it out into these categories, these bins, and and you say, okay, this formula is doing the things I want it to do, then you can kind of go into that primary category, like that primary you know group of herbs that's really the the primary function of the formula, and you just start experimenting, right? Like you don't like some people are going to tell you like don't mess with it, like these are you know these are like have been around for hundreds of years and like all of these things, like forget that. Like that right. we're not talking about internal medicine. We're not, you're not going to, people aren't, you're not going to hurt yourself by experimenting with throwing another herb in a formula. So you take it, you take these, you know, these categories and you go look it up, you go look up the, in the materia medica, like let's say it's mostly a blood invigorating formula. Like you go in and you say, well, these are some other herbs that sound cool for blood invigoration. Like I'm going to add some Zhang Huang or like a big one. And this doesn't mean you go just add this to everything out there. Mm-hmm. Lung and Aju are like these two really, really strong blood moving herbs. And so a lot of really strong Zhao formulas have those two herbs in them, you know, in, in a decent quantity. And so you just kind of say, well, I want more of this. And and then, you know, you do that. And maybe like I have uh, actually one of my f- good friends and students um, has, he's makes new little jars of jow all the time. Oh, very cool. And, yeah. And he, he'll take all different manner of herbs and he'll just play with all different manner of stuff. And his, his sort of thing is that he feels like sometimes if it's too blood moving, it, it tends to like detract from these other qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel that as much, but he, he really does. And then, so like sometimes you add too much of this and maybe it, it like feels too blood moving. So then you're like, well, I might pull that out and I might yeah. add something to this other thing to, to balance the formula out. And, and I think a lot of it is just that kind of experimentation. As long as you have like this basic idea, this basic understanding of, what the formula does and what each of the herbs like categorically is performing, it becomes really not a, you know, difficult process to, to play around with it and make applications with a book in front of you. And it's, you don't have to be worried that you're going to hurt yourself. Like it's just some gel on your hands. Exactly. Exactly. So, so here, here's a question that we got from Instagram from Brian Williams. Okay. When you buy herb packs, how long do they have to age before they are ready to use? Ah, that's a gray scale. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when I, like the very, very first jab, bottle of Jow I ever made, they were like, take these herbs and age them for a month and you're good to go. And, and then there was always this idea that the longer they age, the better, but they're like, you can use it after a month. So here's the thing. The Jow, it's like uh, it's like a logarithmic scale, like it plateaus. So like when you first start aging it, it's not it's not strong, but at the beginning, it's like gets stronger really fast, right? And then mm-hmm. it like plateaus off. So the idea there is that you you could open a Jow and use it after a couple months. Um, right. It will be effective. It'll do things, um, but it won't be that strong. It, it won't be as strong as it could. And so you might, you just use a little more of it, right? If if needed. The advice I've always given everybody to make it kind of like cut and dry. The advice I've always given everybody is just give it six months, like put it in the closet for six months. If you want to shake it or whatever, like do it, but like just give it six months um, and then start using it. And I think that that's, I think that's a pretty good guideline. I think that there aren't a lot of people out there that are going to, you know, say that that's just definitely not long enough. Right. Um, a year is better, but I mean, six months is good. You're exactly. Good. Awesome. Awesome. So here's another question that we have. So can you tell us how the internal tonic wines like Plum Dragon, Dittawa, Comprehensive Iron Palm Tonic, and Spring Wine can be used to enhance training or healing? And do you have a favorite internal formula? And if so, tell us why. Yeah. So, so the internal stuff there's kind of more categories of how internal stuff works. Um, these are good questions. Um, they're really good questions. Um, you could go really in depth with depth with mm-hmm. this. Um, the internal stuff isn't just about heal. Like when you start talking about Dita Wan, you're talking about healing, right? Like right. About how you're healing the body. And in that case, you could break it down into like, again, into blood movers and like stuff that kind of like, works deeper like wind damp and works with the joints and the fascia and all that stuff, but you and inflammation and other things, but you can also break that down into like the tonics, right? Which is kind of the very opposite thing, right? Like rather than healing, you're promoting the tonics are like in, in kind of layman's terms, it's kind of like a vitamin that promotes a specific thing, right? Like we've got multivitamins and like, then you've got maybe a vitamin that really is for a specific use. And the the idea there is that um, when you take like, for example, spring wine, um, Mm -hmm. it's a general, it's a very strong tonic, but it's a general tonic. Like it's a chi tonic and it's a yang tonic and it's a yin tonic. And so you, you tend to be tonifying all of these things. And and like when we talk about chi tonics, really we're in some ways we're talking about how your digestion, right? Like we're, we're talking about like, how does, how does how good is your body at extracting nutrients and 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 you know things from food and converting you know this stuff into ATP and all these other sorts of things? So it's almost like an energy thing, you know. A part of it is immunity. Yang tends to be like you know your basal metabolic rate and like libido and all these other sorts of things. Um, and so a general tonic is 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 good for training because it tends to promote certain things. Like for example, if you're doing Iron Palm. Um, you're you're hitting the bones hard, right? And so what they say is that the Chinese like to say like that that type of thing undermines the the liver and the kidney. 
And so like you weaken the liver and the kidney and, and we're not necessarily talking about like in a f- actual physical way, like your kidneys are you know going to go bad. That's, right. the, that's the meridians. Right. And the, they talk about the liver and the kidney being responsible for like the tendons and the bones. And so young tonics tend to be really good at, at, at tonifying whatever, giving you whatever nutrients in your body you need to help keep the, not just keep the bones um, strong and the, the tendons strong, but help them grow and strengthen. And so that's, for me, that's like where a lot of that, that type of stuff comes in handy. Like I don't personally feel a lot from the chi tonics, um, but I, the yang tonics. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. And, and not, not, not to interrupt at all. Oh, so so a little bit more on what a, a key tonic is. Yeah. So, so like when, and if we take a real simple example, like, like for gentlemen's, which is like, um, you know, the, the, the big one, um, it's composed of these these ingredients that, like, when we say chi, like, we're really, for me, we're really talking about like your body's ability to extract nutrients and energy or whatever from like your food. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Like, and 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 so in that kind of way, you're getting you're you're kind of getting energy from that right you're getting energy from how you digest your food and all of that stuff and so there's a there are people that and the tonics are most useful for people that are either have a, have issues with energy um, or that have issue or training really 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 hard right uh-huh. like just take a chi tonic and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god i have so much energy it's this is crazy right but right it's when you have a deficiency right deficiency either because you know of a lot of years of eating poorly or being in the wrong environment or conditions or or whatever mm-hmm. or when you're training so hard that you are you tend towards deficiency and then those those chi tonics kind of bring you back to the a homeostatic place and it's the same way like with people like go in for for testosterone right right and so all the today the, the whole craze is like oh my i need my t levels higher right and it's not like there's a range, right? Where your testosterone should be in this range. And like, if you, as long as you're in that range, you're fine. Like if you go in and your testosterone is good and you like start taking testosterone, you know, creams or injections or whatever, like that doesn't mean things get better, right? Like the goal is the highest number you can get to, like it's being inside this region where your body wants to operate. And so so on that same vein, Here's a question from Graydon McKee, which is, I'd like to know which Jiao is best for stimulating Qi. Okay, so so when they say, so when you say stimulating Qi, the question is, the, the question I always want to ask back is like, what's the, what's the physical manifestation of that, right? Mm-hmm. So like, in, in some ways, when, when people say that, maybe what they mean is like they want to bring, and the Chinese talk about chi flow and blood flow. Right. Like these two things kind of operate in the same way, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you're really talking about bringing some kind of energy or something to, a, when, with Zhao at least, to a certain part of the body, right? right. So if, 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 the, if what you really want is like, I want to feel like, you know, some people do Qigong and they like their hands get hot and they feel that sensation. And like, 
don't get me wrong. Like that's totally, that's really cool. Right. Like because right. I used to do the, I don't do the Qigong anymore, but like when I used to do the, the Qigong pre iron palm train uh, exercises, like I wanted to feel that heat. I was like, this is so cool. Like, the, mm -hmm. you know, um, so if that's the type of thing that, that you're looking for, then any Jiao that's a really, really strong blood mover is going to do it. So like actually whole family is, is phenomenal for that because it's so hot. Like it draws so much energy into that hand that you start doing that directed Qigong and like your hands get hot and your palms kind of get sweaty. And it's like, so yeah, so really, really hot moving Jiao's are, are, are good for that type of thing. Awesome. Awesome. So, so here we're, we're going to go to some, some other questions. We have two from Mark Mack. So the first is, I have just started iron palm training, self-directed learning. I've purchased some of your IP liniment and book. I am doing daily IP training of 30 reps per hand that include front palm, back palm, finger claw strike, knife strike, knuckle strike, base of wrist strike. My question is, as a novice with IP training, how do I measure my progress? Regards, and, and Mark's in Australia, so, so shout out Australia. So, so, ooh, Australia. <laughs> so, um, so the thing that, the thing is, is that when you, when you want to measure, and I, like, I, I'm sorry, again, like, I always kind of get, like, a little bit philosophical about this, all, you know, these questions. When you want to measure what your progress is, like, you want to know what, what is your goal? What's your objective? Right? Uh -huh. And I get this from a shout out to Dag Tabamina, who every time I do a session with him in the Philippines, he's Josh, if you don't have an objective during your session, then you're wasting your time. And, uh, and yeah. And so, so for me, it's, it's when you, what are, what are you want to measure? Like, what do you mm -hmm. consider progress? Like a runner progress for a runner is like finishing a 5k more rapidly. Right. But right. Like, progress for a weightlifter is like lifting more weight. And these two things don't have, they're perfectly valid goals that don't have anything to do with each other. And right, so right. if the goal is, is strengthening the hand, right? Mm -hmm. If the goal is strengthening the hand, then what you want to do is you want to test a little bit and you don't want to do it too much because you don't want to hurt yourself, but you want to, you want to test your hand on something, right? right? And whether that's a capstone or whether that means hitting the bag, like spending, like after you've done your warm up in your sessions, like hitting the bag five times harder mm -hmm. and just gauging like the redness on your hand or like how it feels like that's one way to measure progress is kind of seeing like how, how much conditioning do you think that you've gotten out of your hand? Like a very physical way to measure that. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. Um, and there's some subjectiveness in there, right? Because mm -hmm. like, you know, when you hit the bag in the beginning and you just hit it 10 times, your hand is all red and then down the road, you hit the bag hard and you do it a hundred times and it's not really red. So like right. it's a little subjective, but like that's when you're talking about conditioning, that's an important way of looking at it. Um, and, the, and actually, if you're hitting open medium, mm -hmm. you'll notice the skin like you can like the skin on the back of my hands used to get so thick and like leathery. Right. It, you, like the hairs would not even grow through it. Like, mm. like you could, so you can tell that way too. If your goal is power generation, and for me, like this is the this is the thing that really matters, you know, right. like, because the conditioning. Like you guys have heard, I'm sure people who have listened to the blogs have heard me say, like, when like when I'm training, like, and I get 
and it doesn't really happen as anymore, but when I used to get mm-hmm. whacked with a stick, it didn't matter how much iron pump training I did. Like it was still just like, Oh my God, this is my hand is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it, but if power generation is a thing and that's like where I'm always looking at it, um, then you use brakes, you use blocks. Um, you can start by, by taking a single block and, and but you don't even have to hit the single block. Like you can put the stack of paper on top. And this is a question and we can come back. I, there was a discussion like three weeks ago about what paper does to your breaking. So we can, we can revisit that if you want, but like you can start with like a stack of paper, uh-huh. like printer paper and hit it. And like, that's your baseline and hit it. And, and when you can break that block, once like a single block with a stack of paper it's not that hard like if you you get some power generation it's not that bad and yeah, then, that sounds like you know great advice that you know somebody can do for you know pretty cheap and at home yeah exactly so you it's not it's not hard to do um and then once you can do that you know take take some paper off and like maybe you take depending on what, you know, how you want your measurements to be like, maybe you just put a little paper on so that you're not so scared of like the, you're hurting your hand on the block. Right. And then once you can do that, you like just do the, the solid, the block by itself. And you know, you've got to get through that barrier. And then once you can do that, you do the same thing with two blocks and you know, you put the paper on top and, and if you're right in that right zone, then the bottom block actually breaks before both blocks break. Wow. And then you reduce the paper and, and whatever. And like, and then you get to this point where, you know, you're breaking two blocks and then, and you just go through that process. And then like, for me, I didn't, I didn't really care so much about breaking like lots and lots and lots of blocks. Like I was interested in like kind of veering off and like, well, what kind of interesting breaks can I do? Like, can I do it with a stick? Can I like do it with the back of my hand? Can I do the short throw? Can I do it like so that it looks really slow? Like I was more into that. Yeah. And, so that- well, and, 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 you know, I, I feel like, you know, even there, you know, going back to the question, you know, that would be a good way to measure the pro- measured progress is, you know, different, you know, material. Used. Right, right. Yeah, and you can do that. Like, there's all different. I have a friend I mentioned. So my friend Nate, who good, good friend, good student. Um, he actually made this like impact gel, like or ballistics gel, and so like it's basically, um, it's basically like, uh, um, I don't know what it. I don't know what's in it, but like you can. Right. Cure it. It's like almost like collagen or gelatin or something, and you can oh, make wow. ballistics gel, and you can put it on top of the. Um, on top of the bricks and it like makes the it like it's a whole different kind of feel um but it becomes really easy to to break a single block and like i mean it falls apart it doesn't last that long but it's it's just about in a lot of ways it's really just about being creative and digging in and being like well what is this particular how does this you know influence things and how can i like steer it and make it a little bit easier a little bit harder and you can take that paper concept and you can do all kinds of different things with it. In fact, I even, it, I even did it with a nade. I think we did, we uh, broke a whole bunch of pieces of wood. And so like in karate, right, they like like to break. Mm-hmm. And so I bought a bunch of boards and we like lined them, you know, put, stacked them up and saw, checked how many we could break there. And very different feel. I, I, if a lot of people have probably seen the coupon blocks. They're like ultra cheap and they're, you can do things with those. There's all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, they did actually, 
you know, th- this really sounds like a, like a blog that we should write of just yeah. the materials that, that we can use. Right. Here's, here's Mark's um, next question. It's, I've purchased your herbs to make at home using vodka, but in Australia, the cheapest vodka is 32 US dollars for just 700 milliliters. So as a cheaper option, is using mineral water a good alternative to vodka? So interesting. That's kind of like our our first question, right? Or one of our first questions. Mineral water. So water in general is like we said, like it's like the universal solvent. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it, it, it loses, it doesn't work as well as water and alcohol. Um, it doesn't work as well. So you can use it, uh, but it doesn't, it's not going to turn out the same way. Like it won't. So I, I guess to um, word Mark's question a little differently is paying the $32 worth, you know, getting that much better of a final product than using the mineral water. I think so. I, I think so. And here's why. So when you make, if you, if you bought like a, a gallon herb pack and you use, even if you use like one half gallon of that, of the, the alcohol and you ended up with something that was like low twenties percent, mm-hmm. um, because you're going to use half a gallon and then you've got the herbs in less than half a gallon of water. So you're actually somewhere in the 20, maybe even mid twenties. Um, you you're going to get a lot of benefit there. And like, if you've got a, if you've got an herb pack, that's, you know, 40 bucks or 50 bucks and, and you add 30 to that or 35 mm-hmm. to that, whatever, and you end, end up in the eighties. Um, I mean, you've still got a gallon of Jow for $80. Um, right. And a gallon of Jow is something that lasts a really long time. Um, I've seen, I, you know, it's something that you can do. I'm not, I, I don't want to like say that you should do this, um, because mm-hmm. there's some people that really don't like this. And I mean, I don't care that they don't like it, right. but, like, but it's, 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 it's a controversial thing is some people are using a little bit of isopropyl alcohol. So what you could do is you could use the, the ethyl alcohol and you could just supplement it with a little bit of isopropyl alcohol to bring that, that percentage up. Now they're different kinds of alcohols and they work differently, but in some ways that's a good thing. Right. Um, so it, it really just depends. Um, I don't, I mean, I suppose if like money is really, really tight, you could, you could take that and you could stretch it a little bit. You could cook it. Another option is you can cook it in some water, you know, a low simmer for an hour or two, like almost like a decoction. Mm -hmm. And then you add a little bit of alcohol and maybe uh, you use your $35 thing of alcohol for two, um, for two gallons worth or something like that. You could stretch it. Really good idea to have, have some alcohol in there. Awesome. Thank you, and and thank you, Mark, for those questions. So, so our next question is from Carol Shapiro. She says, any advice on how to find a first-class practitioner of Chinese medicine and acupuncture? And she's in New York City. Ah, oh, okay. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff in New York City. Right, right. I think Google's your friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New York City's got tons of stuff. Um I think Google's good. I think that, you know, there's some educational facilities there um, that might be worth checking. I also think surprisingly um, you can, you can actually get um, some pretty decent recommendations from martial arts schools. Cool. Yeah. That's a great tip. Yeah. There's a ton of, of martial artists in New York city that either are also acupuncturists or, and herbalists or 
are very good friends with that whole community. Yeah. It's New York City's worst community. Yeah, it is. It really is. And like as many people are in New York City, it's like it's a small it's a small pond up there. So right. um, you know, aside from Google, I think that, you know, talking to martial arts schools and and the TCM kind of educational facilities is a really good bet. Yeah. Awesome. And um so here here's the, the next question is from Diana Rowick, actually, re- real fast. So yeah. back to back to Carol's question: Is Camwell in New York City? Camwell, oh, yeah, I think they are. I think they are in New York City. Um, and like, there's a lot of affiliation with that. Um, uh, you know, in terms of like people that get involved with it, and they're you know they're a serious place, and they like right. they're more than like. As a as 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 somebody that you know sold herbs and and Jow, like Camo is like the place where you know you can go to get some of your stuff wholesale, right? But they're I mean they're a big facility and they've got all they've got you know people there doing all kinds of stuff. So I mean that they certainly and it's I mean it's not like you go in there and okay who's your acupuncturist like you'd go there and they'd give you a recommendation exactly ultimately carol's best bet is just to really start becoming active within the overall community yeah yeah that would be that's a good that's that definitely falls under the 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 category of places to check awesome awesome so so our next question is from Diana Rorick, I hope I said your last name properly. Do you have a product of which to rebuild bones and joints? So being with the caveat that we want to kind of be careful, I think, about that term rebuild. Mm -hmm. uh, There are, you know, like I so coincidentally, um, there are, you know, like surgeries, right, where people get um, like bone like there's been bone broken bones and all and all these sorts of cartilage missing and all this and like Mm -hmm. it's it's i'm not sure exactly where what the studies are saying right now about like quote-unquote rebuilding with that said um the tonics like we were talking about earlier like the yang tonics Mm -hmm. especially are really useful for kind of strengthening that bone and and so there's a couple of different avenues to kind of take this down. And one is, is right. that as you're, as you age, um, you know, your bone, you kind of lose dent, like your bone is kind of like, like at the microscopic level is almost like foam, right? Yeah. As you age, that foam like loses density and, and, you know, a lot of older people, like you fall and you break a hip and like, that's kind of the end. Right. And mm-hmm. it breaks a lot of time because it's become brittle and it's less dense. So the young tonics, can be really good at, at kind of helping, you know, maintain strong bones and and tendons. And so that's, that piece of it um, is, is an important piece of the puzzle. The other piece that's important is, is that um, you don't, you don't just kind of want to take these, these herbs and, and just kind of like be like, well, that's it. Right. Um, There's a lot of things that you can do depending on the situation, right? Like this might not apply to everybody, but there's a lot of things you can do to help spur that process. And what I mean is like, um, for example, uh, weightlifting, uh, and I'm not suggesting everybody goes out and like, you know, lifts heavy and you know, right. doing Olympic lifting, but like weightlifting is actually really effective for, you know, helping your, your bones to, to strengthen the bones. Um, 
And so what you would do is you'd, you'd do something like weightlifting and then you would, uh, you'd take a tonic, right? And you'd mm-hmm. hope that there was like kind of this like you're hitting it from both sides, right? Like you're providing stimulation, which is, you know, the body that the only thing we can do as humans really is adapt, you know? So like we're exactly. a stimulus and then we're using that tonic to, to help that process take place. Awesome. And, and, and actually to go off of this question, we have this plum dragon white paper and it provides a lot of good information on bone health. And we're going to put that actually in the, Facebook comment section. So if you're watching, you can find that there for, for further reading on that topic. So here's a here's another question from Alan Lee Carter. Okay. After a jar is extracted, how long will it be potent? I know when it is brewing in the jars, the longer, the stronger. Western herbalists say it remains its strength for about two to three years. Just wondering if did that jar is the same way. Okay, so did he say at the beginning of that question, he said after it's after it's cracked? Extracted. Oh, extracted. Okay. Yeah. So so essentially the, the idea here is is that you when once it's extracted, um, and I, I may we may want to kind of go over that question in just a second. We'll see if I yeah. can with it. Once it's extracted, and it's never really like extracted a hundred percent like if you like mm-hmm. we talk about how it kind of tapers off you know and if you if you really want to like analyze it from like this real kind of mathematical or scientific way like there's always like a little tiny bit left in there and that's why people oh. are like oh this jar was 10 years old and and there's a big diminishing returns but there's like always something in there um oh. so now once it's extracted and if i'm understanding the question he's, he's saying like what's the lifetime I say I I think it's um I think it's not only lifetime but it, like also if you keep it brewed in jars you know how if it's the longer the stronger you know yeah. when when does that die off and I guess when is max strength too is, is yeah what? okay so so the idea is is that um, when you uh, early on you're gonna get you gain potency very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere in the middle from like one year to like a few years, you're gaining it fairly slowly. And after that jazz a few years old, you're gaining that potency like really, really, really slowly. Um, And so the idea there is, is that it's never really stopping. It's just that like, you're like, you're like reaching it at these little straws. Right. So like the jow after at, at, at two months, maybe the jow is like, more than twice as strong as it was at one month, right? Mm-hmm. And that slows down, right? So then, like, the, eventually it becomes linear, and it's like it, 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 every day that passes, it's it's the same. And then by the time you get to a few years, you know, you let it sit for a year, and it might gain like two percent potency, right? And then mm-hmm. in like eight years, it might be gaining like 1% potency or, and then half a percent. And it's like after yeah. 20 years, it might have gained like 0.001% potency. So um, so I think for a lot of people, and especially thinking about the previous, like one of the questions, a few questions ago is that uh-huh. thinking about, thinking about the fact that, that you kind of want to balance between like, I don't want this stuff sitting in my closet for 10 years and I, I want to use it, but I also like want to use it as fast as possible. Right. Um, you know, you, you don't, you're not 
you're not going to get a lot after a couple of few years, mm-hmm. like just not going to get a lot. Um, most of the, the, the dissolution has already taken place. Um, you can get more out of it, but it's probably not something that you, you feel the difference, right? Like it still feels the same way. It still has the same impact, the same effect. And like I've always told people, um, you know, if you're using a Jow and it's only like three or four months and you just have to use it, just, just use a little bit more, right? Like right. about concentrations, right? So it's just a matter of like, if, if it's like density, right? Like if you want to get like this certain dosage uh-huh. stuff, then, and you're using something that's less concentrated, well, then you just, you just use a little bit more of it. Um, awesome. So, yeah. so here are um, two more questions kind of, you know, in this same area. So the first is, once the jow is poured off from the herbs into the bottle, does it start losing effectiveness at some point? No. With with a couple caveats. Wow. I want to chat about this because this is oh, a yeah. fun topic. So um, it doesn't start losing potency. Like it's just this stuff. And as long as you like keep it out of ultraviolet light and you keep it sealed with without so that it's not in contact with air, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much for the most part going to stay just the same as that it was when you poured the herbs off or yeah. When you poured the the herbs, Um, there's, there's a couple interesting things about this. And so like one of my ventures that I did after plum dragon was I like started opening this winery. Uh Some people are, you know, familiar with this whole thing. And so there's a really, really interesting kind of, um, correlation between making jow and making wine and that is is that there's this you know there's this process there's kind of this chemical or chemical and physical process taking place now granted with wine it's it's being fermented and there's an organic process there too but they've also found with jow that like when these things are being extracted that there there are like new compounds that weren't necessarily present before and there's some interaction and there's some stuff being you know created and swapped and, and whatever well, when you make wine, you keep the temperature really low uh-huh. because there are certain chemical reactions that you don't want to have happen right. because that will spoil the flavor of the wine. Mm. Well, when you're making jow, you don't care how it tastes. Right. And so even though a lot of people are saying things like, age your jow in a cool – you hear this all the time, and I've never, ever heard anybody – like question it even to the smallest degree it's stored in a cool dry place while it ages well like i'm always kind of the one to be like cool why like why do you want to store it like what are you what are you afraid of like it's not in contact with air right it's not in contact with uv light what do you get out of storing in a cool place so here's here's the, the the thing when you store it in the cool place you're actually the activation energy of certain um, reactions mm-hmm. not—you don't have the activation energy necessary. So there's certain reactions that are not taking place. Right. You don't want those things to take place in Jiao. We might, and so actually, it's kind of an interesting thing that actually, if you're storing your Jiao while it's aging in a warm, dry place, then it will age more quickly, and you will have enough activation energy in that system. That some of those those um, some of those uh, reactions that might not have taken place if you're storing in a cool dry place can actually now take place. I know I know that kind of got, there was a time when I did like a bunch of research on that and yeah. 
So, so real fast, to kind of going off of that, I'm curious, what would you say the biggest difference would be if you're storing your jow in a cool environment versus storing it in a warm environment? Like, so I, I guarantee you 100% all, all other things equal, guaranteed, and, and when I say equal, I guess I also mean that like the jow is not like exposed to air and UV light and whatever. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, your jow over the course of six or 12 months will age faster in a warm, dry place than it will in a cool, dry place. That's <laughs> fascinating. No doubt about it. There's no, there's no, and it'll turn out different because like I said, even if we're talking like 10 or 15 degrees difference, mm-hmm. the activation energy of certain um, uh, reactions that are taking place in there, they will take place 15 degrees higher and they will not take place 15 degrees lower or, you know, and I like there's, you could, you could probably retire off of doing research on this and I don't know what they all are, but there is no doubt that that jow comes out differently at, at significantly different temperatures. And by differently, I don't mean bad. I mean, right. That's fascinating. So here's somewhat of a loaded question for you. So if I purchased a pre-made bottle, how long will it last? It's, you know, there's not really a shelf life. Mm -hmm. Um, That stuff's going to last a long, long, long time. Now we had a question earlier about the, 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 the guy who said he, he, the alcohol is expensive in Australia and woo woo Australia. So in that case, you know, water-based jowls, like alcohol really does act in a lot of ways as a preservative. Mm -hmm. Um, And so water and oil-based jows um tend to they might not actually have the same shelf life but assuming we're talking about an alcohol-based liniment um it's gonna last like years and years and years my mom i give jow to my mom of course and she's like got all these bottles of jow sitting in her cupboard and like sometimes we'll be over and i'm my mom like oh my god like she's got like bottles from like 2007 and like the labels are like you know, straight out of a time machine. I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. Um, and so that stuff, it's still good. Like it's still, now I haven't seen that bottle, those bottles in a couple of years, but like, it's still really, I mean, it's just fine. Now, once the bottle gets low and, and you've got a lot of oxidation that tends to break things down and eventually, you know, a jow could turn into something you know, weird that, that doesn't work well. Like some people talk about it vinegarizing and, and, and whatnot. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's gone bad, but I mean, you know, if you've got a, a bottle of, of jow that's been sitting half full or half empty uh, in your cupboard for 10 or 15 years, like probably just go buy another bottle, but like, you don't, it's like, you really don't need to worry about shelf life. And, and, and the shelf life also, pretty obviously depends on the usage and what you, you know, purchase the jow for. Exactly. Exactly. Like some of the, like the real high alcohol jows, like I was mentioning, like I like my bruised liniments to have higher alcohol. Those will tend to stay longer. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about it, like the, the, the whiskey in your, you know, in your cupboard, like it can stay there pretty much indefinitely. Oh yeah. And you know, Meanwhile, you open a bottle of wine and two days later, you're like, oh, my God, this stuff is terrible. Like, throw yeah, it out. Well, that's, that's actually a great analogy. That's, yeah. uh, that's a great analogy. Yeah. yeah. So, so here, here's, a, here's a pretty interesting question. So this is from Herb, Herb actually. 
Do you have anything specifically made for fingertips? I type a great deal at my job. <laughs> I think I mentioned in the last uh, podcast that <laughs> there's this formula called the did not nail turn black formula. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I've talked to some people who have used that for finger training and, mm-hmm. and it works. It works pretty well. Um, the thing that you hear about finger training, um, they talk about like, you know, having, having issues with, you know, certain types of dexterity and and whatnot. But, um, my advice with the finger training is to use a jow that's focused more towards bruising. Uh Um, if you feel like your fingers are getting, um, uh, like tight, like the joints, like your phalanges are getting tight and stuff, then, you know, you can, I, I would supplement with like a iron palm specific jowl. Uh-huh. Um, but for, for the, for fingers specifically, something like iron palm based that's more on the bruising side, like the nail turn black, actually whole family. Um, I play, I experimented with some finger training when I was training Southern Mantis, like really heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would always do, we had this like bag hung up and I'm always like doing here. I'm always doing these like these like finger strikes on the bag. And like, I used all, like all different kinds of jowls and whole family worked really well for that. The, the nail turn black formula works really well. Um, there's a, there's an iron sand palm formula that's got mm-hmm. like, you know, like rusty nails and like vinegar. It's all got this weird stuff in it. And pe- some people like it. I, I told you my friend, Nate, he, he loves mm-hmm. that stuff. I think um, that works pretty well too. Awesome. If you want to stay like, you know, mainstream about it, then, you can't go wrong with like whole family or Southern fist for that. And then, like I said, if your, if your fingers feel tight, then use an iron palm jowl almost as the injury liniment before and after. Very cool. So here's a, here's a really interesting, really unique question. So this is from Suzanne Lynch who lives in Ireland. So she says, hi guys, I live in Ireland. So it's very expensive to ship your liquids. I was wondering if you can use granules to mix these formula or do you have to use dried herbs? I am an acupuncturist and herbalist, but I also work with racehorses. The alcohol would cause blistering on their tendons very quickly. Could you use it to dilute for the same effect? I feel so deprived that I cannot have access to your products. Any suggestions? So thank yeah. you. This is a, I like this question because I have kind of a, a little bit of a, not like it's a really entertaining story, but I have kind of. Oh, oh, it's interesting. Um, so, so the um, so the thing is, is that granules. We played around a number of years ago with with making granule based jowls, mm-hmm. and they just they just don't work that well. Like they they just. I'm not sure. Like maybe if you put like tons and tons and tons of of granules in there, but they just. They were just different. Like they just didn't do. They just never felt like they were supposed to. And and we, I tried it with like you know um, with jow. I tried it with vinegar. I tried it with water. I tried it with all these these things. And I tried a bunch of different formulas. And it just never, it just never really like held up to like a well well aged jow, mm-hmm. um, like an infusion. And so. With that in mind, there's a, there's two things. One, I we also played a whole bunch with like um, yao, uh-huh. uh, yao, like oil-based liniments um, and uh, bombs and salves and stuff like that. And, and then you kind of get into like patches and poultices and plasters and all these other sorts of like things. 
And so those, the, the oil-based jows, what I did find was like, you can find, there's some places out there that sell like some, like, uh, you know, the concentrated essential oils um, and they sell all kinds of good stuff. And I made, I did make this one. I almost, I was trying to market it at one point with this chiropractor because it's like, like really, really, really strong painkiller. Um, but it was, it was all oil-based. It was, it was using all these like essential oils. And then I did end up putting a few herbs in it. Um, but like it was all oil-based. So you can make basic oil-based, some dita yao um, like that. And that might work because you can cut it with your carrier oil at whatever percentage. Um, but then the other cool thing here is, is that there used to be, a, uh, there used to be a guy, a vet who used to buy like, he probably bought a dozen half gallon jars or two dozen half gallon jars a year. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if he's still a customer. I won't, I won't put his name out there or anything, but, um, he bought all this stuff and he used it entirely on horses. Like mm. the whole point he used it. And so like this question is kind of cool because she's, you know, using it on horses. And what he says that he used to do is he used to use it as a wash. And so he would let it age. And we kind of come back again to this whole potency thing, right? Like actually if you used it early, it wouldn't be as strong. And, right. you know, or if you used it later, you would just use less of it. And in his case, he would cut this wash with water, or I want to say that he even used like like an Epsom salt bath or something, and like he would pour mm -hmm. cut the cut the jow with the Epsom salt water, um, and he he would cut it fifty fifty, and he would use this stuff as a wash, like I think like almost all over the entire horse, and he did that for like years and years. I'd be surprised. If, I bet he's still a customer because he loved doing that. And so that, that, that is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a couple options there you know, given that it's hard to get stuff out to the island. And, and oh, yeah, definitely. So, so here, here's a question about the flexibility. So tell us more about the flexibility. What are the benefits of using this tea and where did the formula come from? So this was, a, this was like an old yoga formula. Mm -hmm. And when I came across it, like somebody had, somebody in like, some country had been using it and they like really loved it. And they're like, try this. And, and, and I got it. And it was like this simple little thing. Like it had, it had, it had Zhang Huang in it and it had some Mugua, which is like the quince fruit, which is like really common on some, you know, islands and stuff. Um, and it had some cinnamon, it had some cinnamon uh, twig in it. At uh -huh. the time. And uh, you know, I took it and I was like, I tried it and it was like, you know, actually it kind of was, it was cool. Like I liked the way it tasted. That was the big thing. It tasted nice. Yeah. And, I mean, now, you know, like turmeric tea is like the hottest thing since like sliced bread right now. So like it had a bunch of Zhang Huang in it and, and um, which is, which is yellow turmeric. And um, so it's like, well, this is, this is great, but like, man, there's some stuff in, there could be some some really good other stuff in here. So like I threw in some Bai Shao and which is great for the liver and some, and, and slight blood mover and then some Gotong, which is like really good at relaxing the sinews. Um, and what I changed say like the biggest benefits are of just using flexibility. It's honestly, it's relaxation. Like when we talk about flexibility, flexibility, but when we talk about flexibility, it's, it's kind of, you know, marketed for people who are trying to increase flexibility. Mm -hmm. Like actually the benefit there is really, it's really about relaxing the body. 
like mm -hmm. removing tension. And I don't just mean like physical, like removing tension, like like free and easy wanderer style. Like, yeah. Say like if you free and easy wanderer for for people who don't know is like this this patent formula that like we it's always we always joke like if everybody took free and easy wanderer like there'd be no road rage like everybody would be happy while they're driving down the street. So um, it really is a relaxative. I don't know if, you know if that's a word. It's relaxing. For, oh yeah, that works. Yeah, we like I like making stuff up. So. Oh yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, so um, it's very relaxing, right, for people physically, mentally, and probably there's like a, a, a connection, right, between those two things. Um, people who are, are like hypertensive tend to also be like really like tight people, right? So it's relaxing. It really does relax the body. And the being able to increase the flexibility is just like a – it's just like a byproduct of that. And and I know even for a lot of our customers, you know, they claim that it even helps them sleep. So that's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. So we have one more question about another one of our teas, and then we're going to dive a little bit into our top three best-selling products, okay. and then we're going to wrap it up. So anybody watching right now, now would be a great time to ask any question you might have in the chat because we'll probably be on for I'd say around twenty or so more minutes. So, so to dive into the next tea, so how is the Plum Dragon Chai training tea helpful? When do you use it and how do you make it? So I, the Chai training tea is, I like, I, I, I ended up making that, and it's funny, it's the same kind of parallel with the wine and the jow and same with the flexibility pack, the flexibility Um I love tea and I'm always buying loose leaf tea and I got real into chai for a while. And like, I was doing this experimentation where I would take like black tea and like, I was taking a bunch of ding chong, which is clove, mm -hmm. um, and all these different herbs. And, and I was throwing them in and I was simmering them and I was adding milk and I was trying to do this like really, you know, and actually the way it started is my father-in-law was like, had tried some and he was like, Oh my God, like this is the best chai tea I've ever tasted, you know? And, and so then it kind of became this thing where he was like, send me this tea, send it, send it, send it. And, and so then I would send him, you know, the tea and, and that's how it kind of started. It was, it was more of a, like, you know, um, a culinary experience, I guess. And, um, and so then I started adding things to it, like I like started adding the cardamom to it and, and, you know, other little things because I was like, you know, for me, when you so when you look at like a lot of the iron palm gels, like everybody's like, oh my god, that smells really good, right? Like the aroma right. and the the kind of like the Pavlov's dog thing that it does, like that's like for a lot of people that's really important, you know, the the feeling that it gives in your hands, like it's not just being able to hit hard. It's like you want to experience like being alive, like you yeah, yeah, it, it's like reality shift it's like walking into like a different room almost. exactly exactly so this so the chai training tea became this idea of like well i want to like exhilarate myself i want to experience being a human yeah and so then it's like how can we take this stuff that tastes really good and kind of this traditional tea and like add some you know things to it that give it some some effect and so in this case like you know, like a lot of the hot stuff that's in there is really, really good at like, you know, especially in the wintertime, like promoting heat, promoting yang. And it's like, it just, I just love 
drinking it. Like every time I have students come over, like mm -hmm. I always have my thing of tea. Like I've always got tea sitting around. Like no, that, that, that's awesome. So, so yeah. really, you know, it, it sounds like for both the flexibility and the chai training tea, really any and all of our customers could benefit from just just having some. Really yeah. Down to it. Yeah, you know, the cool part about though though both of those teas, a little bit less because the flexibility tea is harder to make. And right. we'll come back to how to make it. I, I know that was part of the other question. Um, but honestly, like these are things that these are all food grade herbs. Right. We're not talking about like some people get, like jump out of their seat when we people talk about drinking spring wine because it's got some really pretty powerful stuff in it. Um, mm -hmm. And when we're talking about something like the chai tea, the chai training tea, tea or the flexibility, um, these are food grade items. And just about anybody can drink this stuff. You don't even need to be like looking to increase your flexibility or to like use it. For right. Like they just taste good. Yeah. yeah. Actually just make them just a drink and then yeah. go and do some stretching because it makes it fun. You know, yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So so awesome. That's all great. So so now we're going to dive in a bit to our top three best-selling formulas, Ho Family, Bruise Juice, and Ancestors Advance. So to start, what are the basic differences between Ho Family, Bruise Juice, and Ancestors? All right. So Ho Family, and actually, we so we were talking earlier about the that block design methodology, mm -hmm. and that's kind of a really good way of, of kind of like going through this. Like if you, whole family is like, it's this humongous formula that has like all of this stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And you were, I have no idea what they like, what the mindset was when they added all this stuff, like, you know, a hundred years ago or 60 years ago or whenever they made the, the, the original, the, the young father. Right. But but the 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 thing about Ho Family is like if you were to take the Ho Family formula and break it down using a block design methodology, then you end up with uh, you end up with with this formula that like actually has more structure in it than you think it does. Mm. But like it uses like it uses a ton of 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 pepper. It uses like I mean traditionally they were using African bird pepper, um, which. It actually is I think the, the African bird pepper that that like is used probably in there now and that I was using it's like 130,000 Scoville heat units so it's not like crazy 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 hot there's hotter pepper out there um, and you could use it but not that you it's really necessary but then it's got like OSHA it's got this huge amount of OSHA root which um, which is like the North American OSHA root is like it's like it's related to like chong chong which is Lagusticum. And uh, that stuff uh, is is phenomenal. And so when you look at the huge concentrations there, you kind of get this idea that, okay, like it's this really, really pungent, hot, like kind of crazy, you know, spicy, but a little bit sweet formula. And so it's really, really good, tends to be really good for like general injuries, right? Um, I've Like I mentioned before, I've used it for iron palm. Um, just as a, you know, to see how it works, especially with hitting the open medium, it's really good for, for, you know, joint, joint issues, as long as the issue isn't like create like crazy amounts of inflammation. Right. Um, it's really like the serious injury formula. Um, Ooh, now that, I think that's like a, a great way to put it. So, 
So, so if that's kind of where Ho family is, where does Bruce Juice and Ancestors Advance have fallen? So Bruce Juice is kind of on the totally opposite side of the fence of Ho family. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more cooling formulas out there, and it's very, very specific. Now, I know a lot of people use bruised juice for like overall inflammation and joint issues. And I've even heard some people say that like it's spelled J I U and some people even said, well, it's spelled Jew like that because we use it in jujitsu. It's not what it was meant. Like actually J I U was supposed to be like, you know, you've got your Mandarin and Cantonese, like did that Jiao and did that Jew. And that was where that came from actually. Um, But but people, as you see, people use it for all that. But really, the, the focused, focused purpose of bruised juice was like, I was like, I'm going to make a liniment based on like a simpler liniment that is better than everything on the planet for dispelling bruising. And so you can feel it. Like in bruised juice, you get a humongous bruise. And like in two or three days, this massive, massive bruise is totally, completely gone. But that doesn't mean it's healed, right? Like it's right. sore and it still hurts and you can feel there's still damage in there. But the, the the bruising is a thing of the past. And so like that's where it really shines is that one specific purpose. But then the whole family would come in there and it would actually be better at the actual healing process itself. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And so then the ancestors ends up being, you know, kind of a, a, a dual use formula depending on what you're looking for. It's a crazy, crazy strong iron palm formula. And that's mm-hmm. really, that's how it was produced is like hardcore iron palm, advanced iron palm, like where you're really, really like pushing the body. Right. But then at the same time, a lot of people are using it in a way that kind of fits it in between Ho family and bruise juice in that it's a strong blood mover, but like it, it, it does a much better job of dealing with the joints, right? Uh-huh sinew, tendon, the bones, um, and all that kind of connective tissue in there, um, that, you know, kind of keeping that stuff healthy. Very cool. So, um, so one follow-up question about the three, and then we're going to dive into each individually for a little bit. So can the three of these be understood to work on a continuum with the phases of injury? With the phases of what? Like with the phases of an injury. Like, like could you, like... Oh. Start beginning, end, or, or something to that effect. Yeah, actually, actually, they can, um, mm-hmm. with some, you know, small caveats. But you know, uh, there's there's kind of two philosophies, and one philosophy is that at the beginning of an injury, it's it's inflamed and swollen, so use something cooling, right? But then the other the other tendency there is like, well, use something hot because you want to push all that stuff out and move it through and whatever. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what side of the fence you sit on, like we, we can like let people war and, and battle over that. But like regardless of what side of that fence you sit on, there's a continuum that you can go down, right? And so, right. so you start. And for me, at the very very beginning of the injury, I prefer, especially if it's like bruised or inflamed or or swollen, and it's tight and all this sorts of stuff, I'll use bruised juice. And I will like get the bruise juice on there and I will make sure that the, the, the bruising is like not the thing that's Im- impeding the healing process. And then once the bruising's gone, it's on the whole family, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, then it kind of like branches can branch off there a little bit in the sense that 
well, if I feel like it's more in the muscle, then maybe I'm going towards whole family. And if it's more in the like the joints and the bones and it's deep, then maybe I'm going towards ancestors. And you can take that same path the other direction. If you prefer to start hot with whole family, you can, and then once it get, kind of gets better, you can veer off in either direction based on the usage. For me, I would, I always start with cooling first. No, that, that, that's fascinating. And, and, and it's cool to see how they all work together. Yeah. So, so let's, um, let's dive into whole family specifically. So what would you say the best uses are for that formula? So if somebody came to you and said, I am dealing with X, I want whole family, what would that X be? Well, so probably the the thing that that people are physically attaching to mm-hmm. for that is pain um people are like they got hurt they they have like low range of motion it's painful it's swollen they they like need to get past that and the whole family is great for like you know helping reduce the pain and and kind of getting that that the range of motion back there it's really really good for that it's of course it's great for um all kinds of other things a lot of people use it for like you know tendonitis types of stuff and and bruising and all this but actually what it really really is good for is like dealing with especially dealing with like the the you know the 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 branch of the problem Mm -hmm. like the symptoms right and then of course it's a really good healing limit too it's like like i mentioned earlier like it's such a good general use formula um it hits all of these other things but like it's just really good at like jump-starting that whole process of getting you healed definitely definitely and so how would a practitioner know when the use of this formula is indicated so a practitioner is going to say do I have excess or do I have deficiency? Do I have heat? Do I have, do I have cold? Is there wind damp? Is this is, these are the sorts of things that are going to go through the practitioner's mind. And so the practitioner is going to look at it and he's going to say, like, if we want to be like really about the book and not, and like kind of robotic, right. And not terribly organic, Mm -hmm. say something like, okay, like you almost like have this, like, this this tree like this like diagram of if thens right and like okay is the injury um you know is there a deficiency or is there or is there like excess cold or something right okay yes use that right is there is there pain yes use that like is there does it is it is it like a surface thing or are we talking about like something really deep like injury like deep or some kind of rheumatics you know sort of issue if there's not, then yes, use that. Like those are the kinds of questions he's going to, that a practitioner is going to answer. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to insert the organicness into it, then he's going to use his experience and he's going to say, well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of heat in here. Um, but it's not, it's not like tons and tons. It's not like crazy amounts of heat. There's a little bit of swelling, but there's lots, there's some range of motion that's gone and the extra heat um, won't be so bad for the swelling and it's really going to help the range of motion and the bruising. So I'll go down, down that path. Awesome. And, and, and we actually have a question from the Facebook. This is from Jake Clemmer. It's what Plum Dragon products would you recommend for a contact sport athlete? For example, football, lacrosse, or rugby? So it's, I like, I, it's interesting because from the martial arts world, Always the questions come in and and they're and people are like, um, 
they're like, well, I train Wing Chun. Mm -hmm. uh, what formula should I use, right? Or I train, you know, Xing Yi or I train MMA or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and that actually, that detail is not as important. The, the part that's most important about Jake's question is he says contact sports, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I see football, lacrosse, rugby, like the thing is like you're getting, you're getting hit hard, right? right? And so what you want to look at is, is what do your injuries look like? Right. And so if you're getting hit hard and like, you know, the dude comes in with his helmet in the football and he slams his helmet into like your the side of your stomach, you know, and your ribs, probably what you're experiencing there is a lot of bruising. Right. Mm -hmm. so bruising is going to be bruised juice. Right. Right. If you get hit in the side and you feel like achy inside. That's going to be more ancestors. But what I would recommend for what for what Jake is talking about is to probably he's going to be alternating between hoe family and bruise. And if he's feeling achy, probably the hoe family is good. And if there's tons of bruising, then probably the bruise juice is best. And those are probably going to be the two products that, that you're going to cling to. And it's it's likely that you'll use some of them and you'll feel like the brute, like for example, if you get hit hard in the elbow and mm -hmm. you use the bruise juice, you might find that it doesn't re re reduce the, the tightness, the tension. It doesn't go away. It feels like it's still really tight. You throw some whole family on there and it, and it gets, you know, it all of a sudden you've got this range of motion and it feels nice again. And then the opposite happens for the, for the bruising. Um, but I, one of those two formulas for sure you'll, you'll cling to a little bit more than the other, depending on the, the nature of the injury, those two injuries, whether it's more bruising or, or the impact that makes you sore inside. Now that, thank you. That, that, that's awesome. I, I know. I wish I knew about Plum Dragon at high school because I grew up <laughs> in lacrosse and rugby. And halfway through the lacrosse season, my arm would just be, just be one big bruise. And so, so you know, thinking about – just being able to know about bruise juice and all that, you know, I wish I knew sooner. And so here, here's an another question based on, you know, the athlete. So what if that same athlete or any older athlete has an old injury that is not healed or hasn't healed properly? What okay. So this one, this is where something like ancestors becomes more useful. Um, when injuries don't heal, like when they become chronic, that tends to be like kind of what, what in a lot of cases, what, what they might consider in TCM to be more of a deficiency, right? Mm -hmm. Like initially it's an excess because you've got like excess swelling or you've got excess like accumulation, right? Like when bike riders fall and they hit, they get like edema, right? So there's excess right. water, there's excess blood, like, you know, swollenness, excess heat. But as injuries heal and, and you don't, address them sometimes they turn into this kind of this deficiency and mm -hmm. body like kind of i don't know maybe it gives up it's like well i i just can't get this all done so it's just gonna sit and linger so something like ancestors which has a number of not just wind damp herbs but also young tonics in it like things that are gonna help rebuild that become much much more useful and so ancestors is going to be a big one. Like the iron palm jowls, even though they're designed for iron palm, they tend to be more useful for 
um, for older injuries like that than something like an injury liniment. Now, injury liniments still work. I mean, you can take a basic bruise gel and you could probably use it for everything and it'll probably work pretty well. Um, but ancestors becomes real important there. Um, the other thing is internally, you know, a little bit of great mender to get things moving and then a little bit of gecko tonic to help that, that body be able to have the constitution to do that healing um, can be really important as well. Awesome. And, and, you know, and Jake, you know, thank you again for your question. And I think, you know, overall, one of the big themes of today is, you know, our products can help a wide variety of issues. So it's which can help this specific issue the best rather than just, you know, what can help this specific issue. So to to get, get back on to where we were with the bruise juice ancestors advanced and Ho family, what are the best uses for bruise juice? So bruise juice is like best, best example is hardcore bruising. Mm -hmm. Um, And we actually had a long time ago, there was a, a, I had a series of pictures of somebody who like their entire thigh was like covered in black and blue and there was bruise mm-hmm. juice used on it. And like over the course of like literally like four days, the bruising was what you could barely tell there was any bruising left. It was still, it still needed healing. Like the muscle was still damaged. Mm-hmm. Like the vessels were still damaged and stuff needed to be healed in there, but the bruising was gone. And so like, wow. When you think about, you know, on the last question, you think about the old injury, Mm -hmm. the old injury is like, well, there was some stagnation in there that never really like probably got pushed out, right? Right. Causing some issues. And so like what's really nice where the bruise juice like becomes very specifically useful is that it makes sure like there might be healing to do, but it makes sure that like you flushed out everything. Like it's all flushed out. Now it just needs to heal. And then you don't run into like issues with long-term injuries. That's where the bruise juice is really, really handy is stuff like that. Awesome. And, and I, and I know one thing that you know customers say is that bruise juice works great for inflammatory arthritis, whether it's visible swelling. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting because when we talk about arthritis and rheumatism and, and, you know, joint pain in general, there are, and this is, this is where TCM ends up being really powerful because Mm -hmm. you're in the U S like, basically it's like, well, you have joint pain. So it's like, it's either arthritis or it's rheumatism, right? Like that's almost like what it boils down to. But in Chinese medicine, it's like, well, the pain, the pain in your joint, like that's just the symptom right? Like Mm -hmm. that's the branch. Like if we're going to treat the root of the problem, we say, well, is it due to heat? Is it due to cold? Is it due to excess? Is it due to deficiency? What, what's the underlying reason it's there? And let's treat the underlying reason in addition to treating the, you know, the symptom to make the patient feel better. Right. In that particular case, you know, we find that it becomes really useful to, to match, match that up. And so, Mm -hmm. When people use bruise juice on joints that are that are painful and they are they're experiencing um, a benefit there, the reason that works is not because bruise juice is good for for the joints. It's because there's some kind of inflammation in there, and the bruise juice is cooling and it's mm-hmm. helping deal with that inflammation. And and of course, it also brings blood to the area. And in almost every single case, blood is like 
the stuff that makes everything better. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, definitely. So, so, so that's why it works there. And that's why Ancestors, which is geared more towards the joints, is also a really good option where people are using bruise juice for their, their joint joint pain. No, that, 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 that's great. Thank you. And now let's talk a little bit about Ancestors Advanced. So what are the best uses for this formula? So Ancestors through and through is like a really kind of a unique iron palm gel. Um, and so to kind of expand on, on how that matters to people that don't do iron palm training, in iron palm, the, 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 the goal here is that we're like strengthening our, our hands and our joints. And actually for me, iron palm is really about the power generation. I don't uh-huh. care how, but the thing is, is that part of that process is, is that you're smacking your hand and to get real progress, you have to smack your hand enough that you would injure it without the jowl. Mm-hmm. And so the iron palm jowl is doing two things. It's doing, first of all, it, it allows you, your hands to heal properly. Right. Um, and when I say hands, I mean like the, the, the joints, right? The sinews and the, and the bone and all that right. stuff. But then the second thing it does is it helps strengthen that stuff. Like we were talking earlier about how bone is kind of spongy, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, ex- you're putting some kind of pressure on your bone that helps it grow denser. But then the, the liniment also helps support that process and like internal stuff as well. Um, and so that's where Ancestors is very useful for people that don't care about iron palm right kind of looking at that use case that i use it to heal my joints but especially i use it to like help help strengthen them and it's really really useful for for that type of thing especially when there's some kind of when you're like at you know when you have some kind of activity that you're doing with that at the same time no awesome thank you so much Joe. thank you yeah. thank you for doing this q a i think we got a, a whole lot of great information from this so i just have a, a few things in closing so with with the holidays coming up and specifically the black friday and cyber monday we are doing a few different sales so be sure to subscribe to our mailing list you can get that on our website at www.plumdragonherbs Com. We're offering a lot of special once-a-year deals on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, so be sure to subscribe to take advantage of that. But once again, Josh, seriously, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. It's always super knowledgeable when we get to talk with you. Yeah, I love it. I, oh, yeah. I, I like. I guess I like to talk, so I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I love it. I always enjoy it. So awesome. Well, well, thank you so much, and have a great rest of your Saturday. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. Thanks for everything, you guys. Thanks for everybody. Enjoy. Have a great one. You too.